Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. Uh, it's the sleepy episode today, and I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. Uh, sleepy slash sick. Carl is still a little under the weather, but we're gonna we're gonna get through it. Yeah, we gotta power <laughs> through it today because next week is Christmas, and you know, then New Year's, and the whole. The whole string of holidays coming up, and yeah, it's now we're not, or never. We're not, we're not potting on Christmas. Um, much as I love you guys, probably like not the thing I'm going to spend Christmas morning doing. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> it's um, a new Christmas tradition. I mean, honestly, I probably would, <laughs> but I would feel a little bad about it. Yeah, uh, I think I I think I'll save you from that because I I'm pretty sure I have family obligations, so. I think we're going over to Ev's parents. Um, so uh, so it'll be it'll be my fault yep. that we can't pot on Christmas because I'm not going to be at home. <laughs> yeah, fair, 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 fair. And, so yeah, Kelsey, and then after that is New Year's. So yeah, like anyway. Yeah, I assume yeah. people are going to be hungover. Not me, but I'm going to have like a a food coma and a staying up late, uh, sleepiness. So yeah, it's it's been one of those years where it's like I feel like every. Because, like, yeah, New Year's, that's, like, the friend holiday. And our our friend group has really just been playing everything by ear, like, this whole year, it feels like. Um, everything yeah. is very impromptu, so I have no idea what our New Year's plans are. What are you going to do? Interesting. I need to, like, settle in some New Year's plans with folks. I have, uh, I've actually been doing, like, a lot of stuff this, like, leading up to break, because I have a friend who is... Uh, like eight months pregnant, I think. Um, and so, like, we're doing. We have a baby shower for her. That's actually today, this afternoon. And um, also, she wants to do things like you know, have a karaoke night with everybody before, like, she can't go out again for yeah. a while. Absolutely. So it's. Uh... I mean, good for her for wanting to like, for wanting to and being capable of hanging out eight months pregnant i don't think <laughs> i don't think i would be in any state to do anything so yeah that's yeah. commendable yeah she's handling it quite well from at least from what i can tell uh, that's good i mean who knows yeah god you never know with pregnancy like it could either be a breeze or it's like a horrible nightmare that you have to deal with for you know months after you even have the baby <laughs> so, yeah, it's possible that uh, you know it's a horrible nightmare, and she's just not sharing all the gory details. Um, so that too. you know, I imagine I wouldn't know if it was super awful, but uh, that, that's fair. She seems fine. Um, anyway, uh, so why were you up late, Kelso? We, you know, we just had one of those nights where I was like gonna go to bed, and Ev, uh. It pulled out the puppy dog eyes, like I wanted to watch a movie though. Um, so, <laughs> and then I just stayed up with him. As What'd it happens, uh, I don't even want to talk about it. it it's not. A, it was not a very good movie. Um, oh no! But we watched it. So it's a. We watched the Hardy Bucks movie, which is a spinoff of an Irish comedy series. Um not really a spin-off. It's just like a movie that they made yeah. out of the series. Um and we watched the movie knowing that it wasn't very good. 
Um, because we watched the whole series recently, and we're like, well, we gotta watch the movie. So yeah, you gotta capstone it. So yeah, it um appropriate, I guess, given World Cup, in that the film itself centers around the World Cup. Um, it's it's just a road movie. That's all. Okay. So, yeah. Well, in movie news, uh, I had some friends over yesterday, and we did a gay Christmas movies marathon. Nice. Uh, so we watched The Happiest Season, and then, uh, a, no, A New York Christmas Wedding, I believe is the title. I can never remember the order of the words in those, in that title. Uh, uh, and then we, the last one was Single All the Way, which I think is the newest one. Um, and the middle one was weird as heck. It was very strange. It's like... This there's this woman and she's engaged, uh, and like her mother-in-law is planning this like really extravagant Christmas Eve wedding or Christmas wedding or something like that. Um, and she loves her fiance, but like the mother is like kind of a bit much. Um, and then she meets an angel who shows her an alternate timeline where she was a lesbian, but her father was still alive. And she has to decide, like, which of the timelines she prefers. It's very strange. That's, uh, wow. <laughs> so does she, does she choose to become a lesbian? Yeah. To keep her... I th- okay. She, I it, figured... saves, it saves two lives. <laughs> yeah, I figured it wouldn't be much of a gay, like, a gay Christmas movie if she opts then to not be gay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's it fair. Saves, it saves the lives. Of her father and her wife, who are both dead in the other timelines, so... Dang. Power of lesbians. Yeah, right? Um, so... I mean, like, literally the wife character did die from heterosexuality in the bad timeline. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Um, I think yeah, it's, I need, it's like she, I need... she had sex with her boyfriend too young and she got pregnant and, like... She had a like an early stillborn birth, and her depression from losing the baby made her commit suicide or something like that. It's it was oh, like it's all very oh dark. Oh boy, they, yeah, that is that is super dark. <laughs> oh my god, I don't. Yeah, I feel like you didn't have to go that dark. Um, it yeah, would have been dark two... enough. It, it would have been Christmas. dark enough. Yeah, it would have <laughs> been dark enough if she had just like died from pregnancy complications because that's is a a big possibility if you're like really young. Yeah. But, um whatever yeah no the other two movies were rom-coms and were great <laughs> um i enjoyed them both so what uh, was what was this what, new york christmas what wedding yes what? a new york christmas wedding i i have to look this up now um <laughs> it was uh, like i said the other two were perfectly pleasant and really fun to watch this one was just weird also the angel is like super flamboyant they have a very gay angel it was a strange movie is uh, it perhaps a gay angel exactly i will see myself I out said next to me <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> oh man um yeah i i have not delved into the genre of the gay christmas movie but now I see the the error of my ways. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I recommend uh, a New York Christmas wedding. Um, but 
the uh the other two I do actually. Like they were just like fun good times. Um the the one the first one is the um the happiest season is the one with um Kristen Stewart in it. Oh, that, okay. like that was a little bit controversial because it's like kind of a coming out movie and that's sort of like been done to death a little bit and like you know had some eye rolls and the the love interest is kind of like really shitty in parts of the movie and so a lot of people i guess wanted the main character to end up with another character in the movie but you know i like a rom-com where it's like an established couple that like has some troubles that they work through and actually like come out stronger on the other side as opposed to an established couple that has some troubles and then one half of the couple immediately leaves them for a person they just met because it's yeah. Christmas and romantic, right? Like Yeah. Or uh, or the other option, which is just like, here's a meet cute. And then that's like the whole movie is okay, well we gotta go somewhere from this meet cute. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we got married because, you know, it was three days after we'd met or whatever. Yeah. Due to crazy circumstances. Yeah. yeah. I and um so... Yeah. But I yeah, so that one has like a lot of like family drama uh as opposed to single all the way which has like the opposite of family drama. It's like a family that is like super tight knit and loves each other but cannot help like meddling in each other's lives. Um <laughs> and that one's that one's like really tropey in a hilarious way because it's about um like a guy who, you know, breaks up with his uh boyfriend right before Christmas. And he, like, is really sick of um, showing up to his family gatherings single because his family is, like, always trying to, like, hound him to that he should be in a relationship. Um, so he asks his best friend to, like, come and, you know, pretend to be his boyfriend for the holiday. But then when he gets there, he discovers that uh, his family has actually set him up on a blind date with someone. So it's all, you know, the romantic tension between, like, the best friend who clearly they like have a lot of chemistry versus like this new guy who's here who's also very sweet and i don't know it's just very cute very fluffy nice yeah i i keep getting this is not a gay christmas movie but i keep so we have um i don't even remember what the app is called it's the it's the streaming app that used to be imdb tv and um we watch iron chef japanese iron chef because it's on there Fun. um but they 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 keep playing this fucking ad for a Christmas, like, it's like Christmas, but also it's a hotel movie where everybody works in the hotel, and, uh, like, the, I don't know, I just, I'm, I, I'm so upset with Christmas movies at this point, just because I've had to keep seeing this stupid trailer. Yeah, of like, that's fair. Here's this beautiful girl, and the guy likes her, but she likes another guy, but she doesn't realize that the guy she doesn't like is perfect for her. I'm like, uh... So, I don't know if I <laughs> yeah. can do rom-coms, is the, is the thing, is, is what I'm well, getting at. If you want would... <laughs> a Christmas movie that's not a rom-com, there's always a New York Christmas wedding. Yep. Here's my hot take. There is not no such thing as a good Christmas movie. Uh... I mean, I, do, I guess it, it depends. 
it depends on what you define as a Christmas movie, I guess. Uh, I would argue that Klaus is a very good movie. I I would argue that Rare Exports is a good Christmas movie. If you're familiar with that. I've never heard of that. It's uh it's a Finnish like Krampus movie. Okay. From uh from a few years ago. So it they actually did two like pretty high production value like shorts on YouTube and then fleshed it out into a film. Um so I would recommend it's called Rare Exports a Christmas Tale, I think. Let me let me but yeah, that's that looks like... right from what I'm seeing on the internets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would recommend... Oh, I guess it's 2010. That's longer ago than I was thinking. Um, I would recommend watching the shorts. And if the shorts do it for you, the movie is also fun. Uh, I have not seen it, um, but I did watch a review of the new movie from this year called Violent Night. Uh, the premise of which, I guess, is that, like, there's a rich family celebrating Christmas with, like, their daughter and um, robbers break into their house and, you know, like, tie them up and threaten them and stuff. Um, and then Santa Claus arrives and then he has to fight the robbers using his Christmas powers. Yeah, I, saw a trailer I know about for that. that. Yeah, I saw a trailer for that. Um, isn't David Harbour Santa in that one? Maybe. The guy? The guy from, um, the, the guy who was the daddy from Stranger Things that everybody likes because he's the daddy. That sounds awesome. I think he yeah, was also, right. I think he was also the new Hellboy in the new Hellboy that I'm pretty sure wasn't yeah, good. Yeah, David Harbour as Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, it's a, supposed to be like, you know, a hyper-violent action movie, which is really not my thing. But yeah, it sounds fair. like it sounds like you know I'm like okay that's a premise like I could see you maybe being able to pull some fun stuff out of that premise. Yeah, I think I was I think I was in it in the trailer until like I don't know like Santa's got a like a a team that he has to talk to over like radio to give him information I'm like ah. I don't know. I think he's magic and he doesn't need that. But what are you going to do? I mean, mythologically, Santa does have a team that he works with, right? Like, yeah, but these weren't elves. This looked like they were, I don't know, like CIA or something. Maybe they were CIA elves. CIA elves, if you will. Very tall elves. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I have the the reviewer that i watch regularly who i you know mostly trust his opinions on movies um who is into very you know violent action movies uh he was very thrilled with it he thought it was he said it's a great action movie and also surprisingly a great christmas movie so okay. i don't know yeah i like you know your weird your weirdo alternative christmas movies um I would even I would even be in the camp of like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, I know that's yeah. not controversial anymore, but <laughs> that's kind was, of become a thing. I was just looking this morning. Uh, there's a there's a great um, film joy uh, episode on YouTube. Um, who's just a you know fun like f uh, film essayist. Uh, movies with Mikey, if you're if you're more familiar with that name, but um, he did a collab video with Folding Ideas one Christmas, where they like worked out a metric for analyzing how Christmas a movie is, 
Like it's a okay. it's a score sheet, so you can have a numeric value of like out of a hundred how Christmassy is this movie. And I think um Die Hard got like sixty four or something like that, um, which was like higher than Frosty the Snowman. Uh, and several other traditional Christmas movies, so. Nice. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking, I just googled, like, alternative Christmas movies, and I've seen a lot of these. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at, like, the first thing that came up, which is an article in Esquire, um, of all places. <laughs> um, but the first one on their list uh, is Eyes Wide Shut. Um, Black Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Bad Santa... Trading Places, actually, that's a good one. Trading Places is just, like, a good comedy in general. Um, and then I haven't seen the rest of these, but still. <laughs> okay. Oh, Gremlins is a Christmas movie, I guess. Yeah, that's I, think that's, I think that was on the list of movies that, uh, that they analyzed with their, their scoring system. Yeah, I've never, I've never actually watched Gremlins. Um, and I also have not watched Gremlins 2, but... One of these days. I think it just it just kind of takes place on slash around Christmas. It's not so much about Christmas. Yeah, I think isn't isn't uh isn't the premise that the the gremlin is like a Christmas like the Mogwai is a Christmas gift or something? Maybe. Oh, maybe yeah, that might be it. Something it's, like that. It's yeah, it's close enough. Um, I saw Gremlins once when I was very young, or else I just saw pieces of it. But I have, like, very strong memories of the Mogwai and it being very cute. And then not a lot of strong memories about the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. I I feel like a child brain would really latch on to the cute, the cute before. Yeah, I mean, especially my child brain. You know, cute, small, fuzzy animal. I was all about yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I still take issue with the instruction of don't feed it after midnight because like it's You need you need an end time on that. Between midnight yeah, and what hour? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of always after midnight by by certain reckoning. Um yeah. or or it's never after midnight. Yeah. Because it's always before midnight. Um yeah. I'm I'm getting way too sidetracked here. Anywho, uh, Anywho. Yes. it's not a new day until you fall asleep. Mm. All right, very arbitrary time schedule, but I guess yeah. that makes sense. Maybe like midnight to sunrise. Who uh, knows? There's a there's a fun there's a fun manga called uh, Pet Shop of Horrors, which where they imply that uh, the Gremlin movies are canon to that series. That, that makes sense. I've first. never read Pet Shop before, so I really need to. It's been like on my list for a it's, while, but it's fine. Um, I I read it like a long time ago, and I remember it fondly. But I think I remember it more fondly for the fan fiction of it than for the actual series itself. Oh, that's so. fair. Yeah, it's just uh, one that I always hear mentioned, and I don't. Yep. I don't know. I don't read manga frequently enough that I like have a running list of stuff that I. Or that I get through my list, rather. So Yeah, fair. Um, also, within the past few weeks, I did finish uh, Pokemon Violet. Uh, nice. By which I mean, I not only beat the game, but I also completed my Pokedex. Oh, which hell yeah. Which I have not done in a mainstream Pokemon game, possibly ever. 
Um, like, I did it in Arceus, but that kind of doesn't count, because you, like, you can do that all in one game in Arceus. This one mm -hmm. I actually had to, like, trade with people and stuff. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of it. It is uh, buggy as heck, uh, and has some severe performance problems, but it's also, like, a freaking fantastic Pokemon game. Um, possibly, like, the best one in the mainline Pokemon series. I would hope that it some of the issues get resolved in time. Yeah, um, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. It's hard to tell with Game Freak. <laughs> um, what are you going to do? But There's yeah. so many good good designs in this new gen. I think my final team ended up being, like, five of the new Pokemon from this gen and, like, one old Pokemon. So, like, clearly... And I don't think that was true of Sword and Shield. I think in Sword and Shield I had maybe one new Pokemon, like, maybe two. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's that's, I mean... Good on you for finishing, for completing your Pokedex. I, I have never done that. I always, like, start out with the grand ideas of, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this, like, I know which of my friends have the other version, and we're gonna, we're gonna complete our Pokedexes, and I never do. I never do. <laughs> I mean, I think it's much easier when you can actually see Pokemon in the overworld, so you don't have to get into, like, 30 random encounters just to check if there's something in this area you haven't seen yet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah, they have a. Mm. They also have a feature where, um, when you unlock something in the Pokedex, you get to see like the silhouettes of the Pokemon before and after it, so you can have a better idea of like which Pokemon evolve, um, and you know, which ones are you can you know look up where they are and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. Quality of life, baby. Um, so the only thing left to do if I want to is shiny hunt, which I probably won't do, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like way more effort than I've ever been willing to put in. I know there's like techniques and stuff, but. Mm. Mm. Um, speaking of rare mystical creatures. Sure. Yeah. The game we played. <laughs> Uh, we played Tangle Tower. Yeah, which I think we all liked a lot more than we were expecting to, based on pre-show chat. Yeah, uh, so Tangle Tower, um, developed by SFB Games, uh, published by the same, uh, a, a company that started off making Flash games, and then, um, sort of, you know, graduated into, like, larger games, but they still feel a little bit like Flash games <laughs> in a certain way. Yeah. Um, but this is their second, uh, like, actually published uh, Detective Grimoire game. Uh, the, the, it's technically the third Detective Grimoire game, but the first one was, like, a, you know, Congregate, Newgrounds, Armor Games type, you know, Flash-only release. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not, I think it's not counted in the canon, according to, like, Wiki or whatever. Um, and having watched Mostly Walking play the first one, uh, and then playing this one, this one is much better than the other one. And it might just be because it's uh, it's just more complex. Like, it's more polished, and the mystery is more interesting. Um 
but it's uh I don't know. Yeah, like I was I was not expecting a whole ton from it, but it turned out I actually enjoyed the game an awful lot right up until the ending. I think the ending is terrible. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, we can get to that though. Yeah. Um yeah, so the game sees you know, starts out with your titular detective grimoire and his sidekick uh Sally. Sally. Yeah, I was I'm like scrolling through the wiki trying to be like, what is her name? Um, and his sidekick, Sally, and they show up on an island. And yep. the only feature or the main feature, I guess, of the island is this uh, house, this mansion with like two towers built out of it um, for each of the families who live there. Um, and one of the daughters of one of the families has been murdered and so we gotta solve the mystery of how she was murdered locked yeah. room mystery and she was murdered while painting a picture of her mother question mark yes um yes. yeah i i i always had trouble keeping track of the they they give you like a family tree chart in the main room so you can keep checking it but i still had trouble remembering how everybody was related to everybody else yeah because it's because there because it's there's the two families that live there, but there's also a third family that mm-hmm. is like, I it think was the one in the middle that kind of joined the other two by marriage and yeah, yeah the like the daughters were married off to these other two families and it's it's a it's a mess um, yeah and then, yeah, the I, Remingtons and I think the yes. Remingtons built the house I think um, so but then it was the the pointers and the fellows the fellows are the the two families and they're sort of not exactly feuding um like i think the fathers of the two families kind of hate each other um but like the, the you know the daughters who are like cousins are were really really good friends and yeah um <clears throat> i think a lot of you know two of the uh one of the one of them is engaged to one from the other family. One of the the pointer daughters is engaged to the Fitz son, or Fitz fellow, the the fellow son. Yeah. Um. I was like looking at the um. The well, I guess I mean it wouldn't be, but I'm like, is that? Is there any incest going on there? And I don't think so. But it's no. still like yeah. very confusing because. Everybody like the 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 daughters are all cousins with the other family, but then I don't know. It's it's confusing. Yeah, they're like cousins, but cousins by marriage, not by but blood. By and it's, yeah. yeah, it's all it, it's all very convoluted, which is why it's, they give you that family tree. Yeah, it's not incest, but it's still kind of weird. Um, yeah. is is how I would characterize it. Um, yeah, but there it's, you go. Um, so it's it's sort of more in as detective games go i would say it's um in the lineage of like nancy drew games um more than any other Mm -hmm. which is to say it's you know there is a central mystery that you're solving um and there's a lot of solving it by like going around and talking to people about the clues you found and you know confronting people about contradictions and stuff but there's also like sprinkled through periodic one-off like mini game puzzles that have nothing to do with anything else really um yeah. that are just like you need to open this box so you're gonna play a you know sliding tiles puzzle or yeah it's the mini games are always like 
here's how you unlock something, basically. Like, I'm I'm struggling to think of a minigame that does not involve unlocking something. Um, I could be I'm probably wrong, but most no, of them it's I, like... Yeah, I'm unlock, sure mo- uh, most, if not all. <laughs> yeah, unlock the box, unlock the door, unlock the secret passageway. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's what I imagine late on games feel like. But yeah, I have not played any. Yeah, Professor Layton games are even like more tentative because it's it's less like you're even doing anything diegetically and more that like some rando comes up to you and says like, Hey, I have this problem with some matchsticks. Help me solve it and then I'll talk to you and you, you go, uh, uh okay. And it's I mean, like sometimes... a math problem. Yeah, sometimes it's not even anything. Sometimes Leighton's just like, oh, this reminds me of a puzzle, and then you solve the puzzle. Yeah. Like, what? I'm, yeah, not, I, I'm not games, a big fan of that series. Leighton games are a bunch of, like, logic and uh, similar puzzles that happen to be loosely strung together by a plot of convenience. This is a mystery plot that happens to have a bunch of mini games embedded in it, I would say. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, and and um, I, I very little math in this one, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, the mini games uh, I feel like are where it feels the most like a flash game. Still, there's a lot of like, hey, move these little pieces around and line them up to see if you can get the lines to match. And I don't know, it feels like a lot of stuff I played in flash games back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I I really appreciated them because it really feels like it breaks up some of the what would otherwise be a, like a pretty monotonous sequence of just traveling to places and talking to people. Yeah, yeah, it's um it's a lot of going through lists of items that you have um when you talk to, you know, you talk to the person and you show them every single item that you have or every single clue that you've picked up and you show them every like a picture of every single member of the family to get them to talk about them. Um yeah, it's it's the actual like mystery solving bits are a little uh a little a little samey. So I Although... would argue that like it's actually a pretty good balance in terms of if you have figured it out on your own, um, then you know exactly what to talk to what and who to talk to the person about. Right? You can be like, aha, like, what do you think of this, like, you know, mysterious letter I found in this person's room? You think it doesn't have anything to do with you? I happen to know that, like, you were having a secret affair. And, you know, like... That is um, true. Like, you can feel very clever, but if you're stuck and you have no idea what to do next, you can move the game forward by just, like, yeah, clicking on things until (laughs) you get something reasonable. Okay, and here comes my biggest gripe, because mm-hmm, yeah. I felt it was really good, and then I got stuck, so I talked to everyone about literally everything, and I was still stuck, because oh, I you'd... had not found a single item. I was going to say, you had missed one of those tiny pixel hunt clicks on one of the screens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah, there was, a, there was a note I found on one of the first uh, screens that I found, like, the second or third to last piece of evidence that I found, where I'm like, oh, yeah. actually, this ominous note, I probably should have found, like, the third thing, and I did not. That's fair, yeah. 
I um I didn't find myself getting stuck that often, but we've and we've discussed this before. The problem and the reason why I clicked on every, you know, possible dialogue option for every possible character is because I have the problem. I have the compulsion. I gotta get all the dialogues. So that's yeah, a new I, thing for sure. I ended up doing that as well, in part because I had already kind of almost gotten there by the end of the game anyway. So yeah. I'm like, well, I might as well finish off just to see what people have to say. Because actually the dialogue is very like cute and well written yeah. and like yeah. kind of amusing. I enjoyed it. And really I was well voice acted. Yeah. 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 Good acting. Really like great animations. Like very smooth yeah. and and the, the character design is just like real juicy and uh and stylized and Yeah, I even spent some time um after you finish the game it unlocks, you know, like concept art and it shows you, you know, sort of the path that they took to get from like what the design of the character was if it like for, you know, recurring characters obviously like this is what they look like in the previous game and we needed to unify the look so we went with these kinds of shapes um mm -hmm. and it shows you like a lot of the evolution of you know where the character started versus how they ended up in game which is cool um and yes yeah. the voice acting is really good i i don't like when there's text on the screen that i can read faster than it's being read so i skipped most of the voice acting but not because it was bad it was yeah. very good yeah, you can you can uh, voice act. One of the like interesting things is the way they do cutscenes is that the scene will just autoplay with like the dialogue back and forth between the characters, and you don't have to click anything. Or mm -hmm. you can like click to pause, and if you pause and unpause, it skips to the end of the current dialogue. So you can also like mash click to get through cutscenes faster if you want to. Yeah. Again, that's a me problem. Yeah, and well, I'll, I'll, I'll cop that. <laughs> it's a good system because it, you yeah. know it's it's a very like laid back, no involvement for people who do want to watch the thing, but it's also like very skippable for people who don't. So, um, yeah, so that's good. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Carl is right. Like the one the one part that is not very friendly in terms of uh, if you get stuck is that it it, it is a little pixel hunty in certain screens. Every screen yes. has, like, you know, a generic piece of dialogue that plays if you click anywhere on the screen, and then specific pieces of dialogue that play if you click on specific things on the screen. And uh, most of the screens have a ton of things on them. Mm -hmm. And so some of them, like, you know, oh, there's actually one very important, like, thing to pick up or box to find or something, but it's, you know, there's a yeah. lot of things on all the screens, and so you might have overlooked it. And yeah. it doesn't help that you get a response for literally clicking anywhere. So you, yeah. It, you can't really, like, hover over, see what you can interact with, or yeah. just spam and try to find stuff. Yeah, it's not like Norco where there's, like, hit this button to highlight everything that's interactable on this screen. It's like, no, everything is interactable. Like, find the secret thing. And it's like, yeah. that's, you know, that's a fun mechanic in a certain way where it's like, oh, you know, like I have to be observant and I have to like really hunt for things. But that's also something that's really easy to, um, to fuck up. Yeah, uh, I think, I... like there was one big place, there's one big place where I got stuck and it's because, um, when you're up in, um, Felix Fellow's astronomy tower, I didn't click on... Or not, not Felix Fellow. Um, it, uh, 
a Professor Pointer, the other dad. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. click on his telescope because I thought Me the telescope too. was like part of the character design, so I just didn't click on it because I thought it would bring yeah. me back into dialogue with him. Yep, and that ends up being a big thing that you need to do. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a very important thing to click. That's a that's that's a super for me. huge. Yep, yep. And there it was go. also um, what's her name? The victim. Yeah, in her room was it the little box of paintbrushes puzzle? No, it was the painting on the wall. Ah, no, okay. not the big painting, but the small painting. Yeah, the little, the little like um, Polaroid version. Yeah. Yeah, I never clicked on that. Yeah, yeah I never I never clicked on. There's a little box of paintbrushes that ends up being like a locked box puzzle, uh, and I did not find that until very close to the end. Uh, I forget yeah. what's in it, but um, but it's it's very cool that like there's a lot of dialogue in this game. Like every item that you show to someone or like you know person that you talk to them about a clue that you give them, like pretty much has its own dialogue. There's a little bit of reused dialogue sometimes when it's like something that they don't have anything to say about. Like oh I don't mm -hmm. even know what that is or whatever. But not not as much as you would think. Most yeah. people have something to say about most things. Yeah. And all items have different sound effects in the inventory when you click on them. Yeah, I did notice that. There's, there's a lot of, like, attention to detail and polish in this game that was, mm -hmm. like, really appreciated. And, um, but yeah, if you uh, again, just, like, if you... Oh, I was, gonna, I was gonna say, again, just, like, the art is gorgeous, the animations, mm -hmm. the character designs are really good, and the, the environments are just, like, jam-packed with stuff, and they're really really beautifully done so yeah Good i was job. i was just Good gonna job, say like if you like google image search the game and just like look at some of these environments like they are like so lush and sumptuous and most of the things in that if there's anything that looks interesting to you in that scene chances are you can click on it and there will be a dedicated dialogue about it yes absolutely it's it's uh it's pretty incredible um yeah, let's uh let's go through all of the characters because I think it's kind of worth uh talking about them. Um because that like their character designs are so good. Yes. Um Okay, let me find the list that I was looking at. Yeah, I so I'm away. I'm on the fandom fandom wiki. So aside from Detective and Detective Grimoire and Sally have kind of a you know, a fun back and forth. They give you two characters because it's it's much better to like have somebody to talk over your thoughts and ideas with and you know they can they can play off each other and have fun dialogues in that way um, you can explain stuff to the player without yeah, it being weird yeah exactly yes. um you can nudge the player in specific directions um and you know they they do a good like uh detective grimoire is kind of you know like competent but like thinks he's better than he is at this and is a little bit like full of hot air and kind of goofy uh whereas sally is sort of like you know the more like cynical down-to-earth one um and so they have a they have a fun dynamic uh, next person on this list is well. Actually, let's do the the victim and uh, and her mother first. So the victim is Freya Fellow, who is a painter, um, who by all accounts was like very like headstrong, and um, you know people 
like pretty much everybody really liked her. It maybe they didn't, um, and they're just saying so because she's recently deceased. Um, yeah, but a lot of people seem to be very genuinely positive about her. Yeah, I got me too. Like... She's a little bit of like a perfect character. Mm-hmm. I, I also that only got really sort of... works if she's dead. Yeah, I I got like real Laura Palmer vibes from her because she's like everybody loves her, but she's kind of got some like dark secrets and things that she's struggling with under the surface that you find yeah. out about later. And I, the whole time I was like, oh, Freya Fellow's dead. Yep. There it is. Yep. She is, uh, and she has, like, you learn about, like, she had these nightmares that she, like, depicted in this, like, really, uh, you know, kind of ominous painting and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, so she died while painting her mother, Flora, who is, like, this really tall wisp of a person with, all in black with silver hair, um, who doesn't speak, which is a problem given that she's the only witness to the murder, theoretically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you, so you, they found the body where, like, um, like Freya was, like, literally had fallen down in front of a portrait that she was painting of Flora, who was posing for the portrait at the time. So, like, they were both in the same room uh, when Freya died. But Flora refuses to say anything. Um, she has some trauma about a bird that she lost. Yeah, it was a, a very in yeah, it was a very endangered species of bird, and I think her she had one as a pet that was like allegedly the last one. Yeah. So, and then that it died. She was she was very close to, and then it it died or flew away. Like the the characters are unclear, but I I feel like it must have died. Yeah. Also, um, if you're on the, the fandom wiki, uh, scroll all the way to the bottom and look at her sprite sheet. It's about 90% hair. I love it. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so the, the, the main kind of uh, characteristic of this character is she's just got very, very long hair that blows in the wind very dramatically. Um, yeah. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> and I would highly recommend... Even just like looking it up on YouTube, just to see how how good this hair is. Yeah, um, one of one of the most noteworthy animations in the game, I think, is her her hair blowing animation. It's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. So, uh, so then, yeah. So then, one of the first people you meet is Detective Hawkshaw. Um, who is a detective hired by? Uh, at first, she won't tell you, but like one of the uh, Professor Pointer, one of the, the family heads, um, because he's been studying slash looking for uh, this golden beetle that, like, the, the island is full of, like, these weird, mysterious, rare creatures that um, come from the fact that, like, the water is fucked up, and, like, so things on the island are very mutated, apparently. Um, so there's this golden beetle, and he thinks it's been stolen, so he's uh, hired Detective Hawkshaw to, like, help him find this beetle. Yeah, because he he's uh, super motivated by money. Like, he wants to get rich. Yeah. And the beetle, I guess, somehow, like, creates gold. Like, its shell is actually made of actual physical gold for some yeah. reason. Um, so he wants to try to, like, breed them so that he can have yep. an infinite supply of money. Yeah. 
which I mean, fair, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Detective Hawkshaw is kind of like very sort of sharp and aloof and has a cool scar and like is a better detective than you <laughs> and like doesn't want to share details of her case. Um, and yeah, interesting character. Um, next on the list is Fifi Fellow, a.k.a. Fiona Fellow. Uh, a lot of these names are very similar, which does not <laughs> make it easy to remember who is who. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fifi is, like, a little scientist. She's got, like, super big glasses, and she only talks about things, like, in scientific terms. But she's also, like, clearly very sort of lonely. And, you know, she was great friends with Freya, and she, like, misses her a lot. She's very loyal. She's technically, like, the heir to the house now. Um, but she mostly just wants to, like, leave and do science, and, but she, like, doesn't feel like she can, um, uh, and she's, like, she's a little annoying, but she knows she's kind of annoying, <laughs> and she brings it up, so. Yeah. Uh, she, so when you, when you talk to people, like, you can, um, put, a uh you can like put a picture of the uh, of everyone in front of them uh to hear what they have to say and her her info on people is all in the form of like case files basically <laughs> like scientific yeah. files that she has on everybody it's also uh, like one of the most useful family members yeah cuz she can she runs tests on things and She's also willing to tell you a lot of stuff that other people are more guarded about. Yeah. Um, Beefy's kind of a fun character. There's a lot of actually really fun characters in this. It's like the one character that doesn't have like sec big secrets. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, she's holed up in the library. So the, the way the game works is there's like a map of rooms that you click on to go to different screens. Um, and, like, certain characters are just located on a particular screen. So if you want to talk to them, you just go to that screen. And then they are there. So her screen is the library, which the corner of which has been converted into, like, her lab. So. Uh, next yeah. on the list is Fitzfellow, um, who's the son in the Fellow family, um, who's just, like, a real big strapping lad. <laughs> Uh, who likes plants? Very yeah, quiet. To himself he hangs in out the garden. in his greenhouse. Um, there's a lovely, like, just the image when you go into the greenhouse is great because um, it's just him, like in, like hidden behind all of these plants, completely in shadow, and he's just got these like red eyes, and he's just kind of standing there ominously. Yeah, ominously yeah. glowing eyes, and you're like, uh, hey there. No, his eyes doesn't start to glow until you click on him. Yeah. Then they suddenly pop up. I wonder, in, retros in retrospect, I wonder if uh, that's intended to be um, because he works so closely with, like, the plants and the water of the island, so, like, he's exposed to all the mutation stuff. But... I don't know. I, I know, like, in looking at the previous, like, you know, the design iterations, he had glasses. To start with, so I wonder if they were trying to do, like, the anime, like, the glasses reflection 
oh. thing that happens sometimes, but then it ended up just being his eyes. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of like him. I kind of like him with glasses. Yeah. It makes him look a little bit less like just a jock. Yeah. Yeah, he but... is very like, he looks like he could break you in half. Kind of. Kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and he does, like, in the, the timeline of events that happened, he does, like, break down the locked door to the room to, to get in. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, like, he's very quiet. He mostly just wants to be left alone with his plants in his greenhouse. Um, although, maybe not. Eyebrow waggle, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh... And then the last of the fellows is Felix Fellow, which is the dad of the family, uh, Flora's husband, who is like, he's like this self-styled adventurer and like brags about all these adventures he's been on and treasures he's found. But like, it's unclear if he's like, he's definitely past his glory days, at least. It's somewhat unclear if he's actually ever done any of that stuff. Yeah, it sound like he has ever done any stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's a little sad to be honest. He's kind of in his own world. Um, I don't know. I always felt really depressed talking to him, so I didn't do it much. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same, and um, and I think we kind of mentioned it previously. He's in some sort of like weird rivalry with the um the other patriarch um professor pointer presumably because he's got a bunch of money and the pointers don't have as much money it's it's kind of vague i don't um yeah. i don't know necessarily but and it also yeah. seems like a much more one-sided rivalry like <laughs> yeah. i think felix doesn't care for professor pointer but professor pointer hates Felix. Yeah, he's um, constantly making, like, snide remarks about him. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, is, like, you never get, like, really head-on introduced to the rivalry. It's more just that, like, some characters make certain snide remarks about other characters, and, um, I don't know. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then come the pointers. Uh, Penny, Poppy, and the Professor. Um... So yeah, everybody's alliterative, because of course they freaking are. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Poppy is the youngest. Um, she's like a goth who plays piano, um, who used to be really like cheerful and into pink, but she's going through a goth phase. Um, and she. Uh, she's, when you give her, like, every person's, um, photo to talk about, she, she has a poem to say about everyone. A little bit extra. Yeah, extra she's For a... herself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely a little extra, uh, in general. Um, and yeah, she's, you know, sort of, like, quiet and withdrawn, but she and, she used to be, like, or is really good friends with, uh, with Fifi and Freya, so, like, the three of them would hang out together all the time. Um, and it seems like, you know, they all genuinely care about each other a lot, so she clearly, you know, she has a warm heart under all that, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. Um. And then her older cousin i think not actually sister um 
is Penelope Pointer, aka Penny, who's just like really obsessed with birds. She has this sort of like bird wing silhouette thing where her sleeves are like wings. Um and she's like a little bird hat. Uh and she has just an aviary with a bunch of birds in it. And she's sort of like the as presented, she's sort of like flighty and scatterbrained and really just like, you know, would rather not be here. Um, but also she's engaged to uh Fitz. And so and she, you know, seems to really care about him, so she, you know, doesn't want to leave for, for that reason. Um, and she's she comes across as like incredibly shallow, basically. Um, there's a like Fitz went through the effort of breeding a custom flower in the shape of her, which is an insane thing to do. And it's unclear if she even notices that it is in the shape of her. Um, she yeah. calls it vulgar. Yeah, there's a whole like plot point about how. Uh, how um, Fitz like periodically just sneaks into her room to water the flower because he knows that she's not taking care of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Their whole relationship is a little weird because then it's also implied that like there might be some romance between him and Poppy, but that's never like really stated outright. Yeah, so um, yeah, there's an Im implication that maybe Fitz and Poppy are having some kind of affair and Penny like has found out and is like super jealous and angry about it. Um that's a lot of the like clue stuff you find early on. Um, at least jealous of them. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. jealous of them, but as we'll find out later like who the fuck knows with with Penny. Um Yeah. Uh and then last but not least is Professor Pointer, um, who is the like patriarch of that side of the family, and he's quote unquote an astronomer, except he's not really because his telescope is actually just pointed at the other tower. So, is it is he like does he have a thing for Flora? Is that part of why he hates uh, the other patriarch? Because, I don't know if... I mean, he was watching her tower with a telescope, which seems super sus. Yeah, and I don't remember if it... Because, like, I, I I finished this game last weekend, so I don't remember if uh, if he knew that, like, the bug was in her tower and he just couldn't get in there, or if he was just a creep. Um, so I read it as he suspected Freya of stealing oh. the bug. Yeah, I forgot about and that. And he was watching Freya. Yeah, yeah. that I for, I did forget about that. Um, yes, he uh, Freya was kind of noted as having a thing for beetles and like collecting beetles and keeping them in little, you know, those little plastic bug houses. Um, yep. And so he thought that Freya had stolen the beetle. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, I still read it as, like, the telescope was usually pointed in that direction, and so, like, he's usually looking at Flora, but maybe not. Um, I have a question. Does Flora live in that room? Yes, question mark? Because I don't think she has a separate... 
No, she doesn't have a separate room. But it doesn't seem like a room. She could theoretically be, like, living with her husband in the, like, and sleeping in the hammock with him that he has, like, put up in his ship's birth room. Um, But it doesn't really seem like it would fit her very well. Yeah, that's, I mean, I guess, I guess the professor has his tower room also that I, it doesn't, it also doesn't really look like a bedroom, but there's not really another space for him. So maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe the, bed the bed is, like... just out, out of sight behind the camera. Yeah, it's, like, out of frame somewhere. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I think um, the other thing to mention about um, Penelope is that uh, her parents both just, like, fucked off and left. They, like, didn't yeah. want to have anything to do with the family. So she's kind of... She's in a weird position because yeah. she is part of the family, but she's also really isolated from everyone because her links to the family are just not there anymore. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and I, there's a whole, you know, everybody's relationships are pretty complex, but yeah, her her family there are all, like, cousins and uncles and not actually, like, her direct family, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, the first part of the game is basically... You know, find all the hidden things that you can find by clicking on various screens, and then talk to all the people about different things until you come to some conclusions. And then anytime you have a suspicion about someone's behavior, you can go to that person and, like, confront them about that suspicion. And generally, you learn more information as a result of that uh, mm-hmm. confrontation. Um, which is... is a pretty good system. I enjoyed it as as far as, like, mystery-solving systems go. Yeah, and I really, I, I, as, like, goofy as it is, and as pretty simple as it is, also, if you're paying any attention, I felt like the the little system that they have in place for, you know, revealing your, yeah, yeah. your accusation is pretty cool. Because it gives you, like, a list of, here's all of your clues, or not all of the clues, but, like, here's a bunch yeah, of clues that like might be few... relevant few different systems like the the main thing is just a dialogue where there's like multiple choice systems but then it'll go yeah. into like one of two little almost mini game type things mm-hmm. where basically you have to slot the clues into like into the relationship with each other and change like the verbs in between them yeah, to, to be like sense. this is what i'm accusing you of um, yeah or this is yeah. how I know that you're not telling the truth or whatever. And it's yeah. like, the insert clue here did, like, insert phrase here because insert clue here, insert phrase here. Or, like, insert person here, insert phrase here. Or, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's it's very, like, you know, um, there are a finite number of possibilities and you could just like spam things that seem reasonable if you didn't get it but most of the time you do know what it is and it feels good when you're like oh i know what i want to say here if you get it wrong the game is very good about telling you how far off you are like it'll tell you like oh i only need to change maybe one thing um if you've just like got a verb wrong or something yeah um so that's helpful too but yeah usually usually you know yeah and i'm i'm very pro any uh system in a detective game that makes me feel like a smart detective so yes and it's so hard to do in digital games so 
you know, it's it's very difficult to make a system that um, balances between, you know, you you can enter the thing that you know, like is correct and makes you like feel smart, um, without being so leading as to give the answer away if you didn't know it. Yes. Um, and I I had very few instances of like I don't know what the fuck is going on and I'm just guessing what you want me to say. <laughs> like that that happened maybe once or twice towards yeah, it the happened end of the to game. me the first time it happened because I had no idea what to do. Mm. Yeah. And like I had yeah. not even searched a room and that suddenly yeah. popped up. Yeah. Yeah, it really does just throw you into it. I remember the first time it popped up as well. I was like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, fair. I have a I have a kind of a biased experience here because having watched the mostly walking, they have the same system in that one. So I like fair, yeah. saw it and immediately recognized the system, but um yeah. And then the other little mini game you can go into is they will put like two clues side by side and you have to like zoom in on an important area of the clue in yeah. order to create the sentence. Yes. Um and that's also kind of like a fun, like, ah, but did you notice this detail in the photograph? And, you know. Yeah. It's, and uh... again, it, it, it makes uh, a, a good reason for why every art asset in this game is just, like, so insanely detailed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you end up using, like, pretty much every clue for something or other in the game. Like, they don't give yeah. you a lot of red herrings. Yeah, uh, which is good. Uh, it is it is nice because sometimes there were things that feel like red herrings until, like, the very end. Like, mm -hmm. you know, a couple hours later, it's like, oh, I finally have a use for this. Yep. Although that could just be because of, y y like, you have quite a bit of freedom in terms of what order you can look through the rooms in. Um, so that might have just been the order that I pick stuff up yeah. in, but you never know. Yeah, that's fair. They do a little bit of gating in the mm -hmm. terms of, like, you can't go into anyone's bedroom until you've talked to that person. Yes. Uh, wherever they are. <clears throat> and so, like, you know, it's like half the rooms are available to start with, but, like, they open up pretty early. Uh, and then you have free reign of the house for, like, a good, like, 80% of the game, I would say. And then, like, the last... So it's like the first 5% stuff is locked. Then you have free reign for a while, and then like the last ten to fifteen percent is like the end game stuff, um, which is very different. Um, and obviously, we've already spoiled a bunch of stuff about this game. If you're in this far, you probably like don't care. But if you want to play the game, like we're about to talk about the end game stuff, and so like now's yeah. now's where the big spoilers come in. Yes. Um. um... Yeah. And boy, so is it you... stupid. Yeah. Um, so you get, you end up, once you've done all the things and figured everything out, um, it lets you go into, like, some secret chambers. There's, like, a secret lab basement and then a secret or more basement underneath. Yeah. Um, that leads you to, like, a secret room in the center of the mansion. Um, and actually, I kind of liked that whole sequence of like, whoa, there's like these hidden rooms and like now yeah. we're really getting into it and discovering like some some special clues. Um, I was I, I'm going to say I was absolutely floored 
that I didn't have to do a puzzle to open up the the secret study. Like you just yeah pull a lever and there's the ladder. Okay, like I was sure there was gonna be a a fucking puzzle there, but I guess not. Yeah, maybe they didn't want to. Yeah, maybe they didn't want to kill the momentum because at that point you're yeah. like really rushing the end of the game. That is true. And they're about to kill the momentum in a major way of yes. themselves. Yes. Um, so yeah, you go in, you get a bunch of, uh, like, info about some secret past stuff, you actually, you find the actual murder weapon, um, you find, like, these weird, creepy rooms with taxidermy beasts, and, you know, like, there's a, like, almost a cathedral-looking, like, basement the under the lake, and very very cool and interesting and then you go back to the crime scene and you get confronted by the actual killer who it turns out is penny um but like a very different penny who is also secretly hawkshaw which doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense because they're no. both available on the map at the same time like yeah. what was she running back and forth and doing costume changes anytime you were like wandering around the house yeah, she's got she's got that quick change game down uh fast. I will say I felt very smart. Um so the detective Hawkshaw's design um you find out that Penny based it off of a a painting that Freya had made of mm -hmm. like a nightmare of one of her recurring nightmares and I felt very smart because I clocked that almost immediately. Good <laughs> Your for me. Visual visual design eye was on it. Yeah, I know. I was like, mm, this is going to be important later. I can feel it." Yep. And it was. <laughs> but not yeah. that important. It it actually didn't matter that much at all. Um, yeah. yeah. I also had, like, one of those moments mm -hmm. where I figured out something, like, really fast. And that was, yeah. like, the yellow paint on the easel. Or, like, yeah. on the... What's it called? On the, the palette. Yeah. The palette, from, yeah. yeah. Yeah, from the, from the bird. Or, because she was going to paint the bird. I figured that they were leading me towards... Oh, she prepares her paints. That must mean that like one of these paints is going to be something that like, you know, is not in the picture, like is not used yet, but should be. Uh, but I did not figure out what it was until like close to the moment. So good on both mm -hmm. of you for getting those. Um, yeah, and like, so like right as you're discovering, oh, this yellow paint that like Freya was going to use is because. Like, one of Penny's birds was actually in the picture, and we know the bird, like, can communicate with her, I guess? Because, like, there's a there's a plot point earlier on where it, like, brings her details of Fitz and, and Poppy's romance by, like, bringing her flower petals from the garden that, like, match a rose in Poppy's room. Some, like, it's unclear how the fuck she was theoretically communicating with this bird. But theoretically, she was communicating with this bird. Yeah, I just read it as the bird brought her stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe she talked to the bird. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But the fact that the bird is there is like a like aha moment, and you're like, oh shit, it must have been Penny, and then she shows up, but looking very, very different, like entirely different outfit, almost kind of like a military like or safari type outfit. Yeah. It's, and then uh... she then she monologues this whole long backstory that there was no way you could have known or figured out. 
about how like she was trying to escape the tower um and she was upset that like the other people who had left uh like weren't able to provide her with any like answers or sense of purpose and so she killed them all yeah that was wild um yeah yeah she cuz she mentions like she loves to travel um so you know you know that she's been traveling um but yeah you don't find out until the very end why she was traveling or that that was important at all um and you also don't really find out until the end like what what happened to the people who left and apparently they were part of some like secret society that uh is dedicated to studying cryptids or sorry mystids yeah which well are, they're dedicated which are... to like returning the mystids that have escaped from the island i think yeah that sounds right um and... Which, like, okay, that would be cool if, like, that could have been hinted at even a little bit earlier on. Um, I mean, I like, I guess the Mistids have appeared in the, the narrative up to that point. Um, but I don't know, a lot of stuff from her felt like it really came out of nowhere. And I get wanting to have, like, an exciting reveal. But ideally, in a, in a mystery, the, like, reveal at the end should feel like everything coming together, like all the pieces you've learned so far. And this did not feel like that. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, it was, yeah, it, it, it felt like a real ass pull. I'll say that. <laughs> um, yeah. It also felt like maybe they wanted to make more game and ran out of time or money Yeah, um, and to I know include they're... some of that stuff. I know the intention is for them to make another Detective Grimoire game, but I had assumed it would be, like, another standalone, its own thing, not a continuation of this one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah. Penny, Penny confronts you, monologues a bunch about her whole big evil plan, and then just escapes. And yep. you don't catch her, and she never faces justice. And yes, then... you don't mind that she escapes. I guess. I mean... Between that and the fact that, like, when you talk to the family at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, Fifi and Poppy were also investigating and almost had almost put together everything as well. It's like, well, why was I even here then? Like, literally, what did I accomplish? Yeah. We didn't save anyone. We didn't discover anything that wouldn't have already been discovered slightly after us. And we didn't stop the villain from getting away. So, like, literally, what was the point of us? Yeah. It's and it it also leaves a bunch of like open ended things that like aren't answered or settled or are like actively contradicted, like the fact that Hawkshaw and Penny were on the map at the same time mm -hmm. uh there's the question of like well then what what's the whole deal with like Penny and Fitz does she like does she actually care about him? was that all like a made up thing for her cover like does she actually care that, like, he and Poppy are having an affair? If so, like, or if not, like, why did she write that weird note and hide it? Um, there's a question of, like, when you first get into the secret chambers, it's because, like, someone leaves this secret, like, hint sound recording pad. And it's addressed as though it came from Freya, the dead girl. Um, yeah. Like, hey, I have yeah. left this. So, like... How that got there is never addressed. Mm -hmm. um, also, who who did it? Because someone yeah. was someone knows stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I I guess you could, in retrospect, you could argue that maybe like it was a thing 
that she had originally created before she died, like for Fifi and Poppy, and then they left it for you or something like unclear. It says it's in her handwriting, so it's either by her or someone who is very good at like mimicking her handwriting. Yeah, it's just never really addressed. Um, there's also a lot of like world building stuff about the lake water and the fact that the lake is kind of a giant egg. Um, that's never yeah. really addressed. That doesn't bother me as much because that seems like a kind of cool, mysterious world building thing. Um, but it, it bothers me. Like, I feel like they draw attention to it like one too many times for the fact that they're not actually resolving it. Yeah. Um, there is also, like, it goes into, like, the research that, um, that Freya was doing. Like, she was into some kind of research that seemed like it was maybe some sort of dark shit that doesn't really ever get brought up again. Uh. Yeah. Because, I don't know. yeah, because you find, you, you find her diary in Fifi's room, and you eventually get to, to open it up, and Fifi says, like, look, before you read this, I just want you to know that she was a good person. And she's, like, doing some shit with souls or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, unclear what, yeah, what Freya was up to. That's never really resolved. Um, I don't know. It feels like when you're designing, designing a good mystery is hard. Like, yes. I'm the first to say, like, it is not easy to make a good, compelling mystery with a satisfying wrap-up. Like, mm -hmm. it's kudos to people who can do that well. Um, but in general, I feel like when you're designing a mystery, you start at the end and, you know, like, of what happened, and then you kind of, like, backfill placing the clues everywhere. <clears throat> and it almost doesn't feel like that's how this was built. Like, it feels like, ah, shit, we need a way that all of this stuff can come together and wrap up. Let's make something up. Yeah. Um, which I, I doubt was actually what happened, but, like, I don't know. It gave that impression to me. I mean, I don't think it was a wrap-up, because, like, it literally could have been anyone, pretty much. Yeah. Anyone yeah. could have done it, and you had, you had the final clue at the end. Yeah, that's fair. It it really, like, there were, I don't know if anyone, there were a few characters that I, like, definitely stopped suspecting at that point. Like, I didn't really suspect um, Fifi or Poppy at that point. Like, they're both pretty well established as, like, having been, like, very close friends with her for a long time. And it, like, didn't really seem like something they'd do. I would have been, like, very surprised if Flora had done anything, because, like, she's clearly established and through the super convoluted means by which uh, the, like, actual yeah. murder occurred. <laughs> which, yeah. you know, it's a, it is a stretch, but that's one of the stretches that, like, I could see some people taking issue with. I didn't mind as much. It was kind of cartoony. The um, yeah. thing was stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I was okay with it, but yeah, I I could totally uh, understand if that if you find that unsatisfying. Um, but yeah, so Flora was also kind of a victim. She got knocked out by the like sound waves caused by the bug in the gramophone. <laughs> like it's it was all a whole thing. Um, so like, and you know, like I don't think her her father would have done it. So like, you know, like there were a number of people that I, like, crossed off the suspect list. But there were definitely, like, 
you know, a good probably half of the the people that it could have turned out to have been, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was Fitz. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was Penny or uh, Professor Pointer, um, or even Hawkshaw, right? Like, yeah. Um, but I don't know it. I it's it's sad because like I had such a good time with the vast majority of this game and then the ending just like left such a like sour taste in my mouth cuz it felt like you didn't resolve you you didn't resolve any of a lot of the things I wanted you to resolve. You added a bunch of like out of nowhere stuff that felt like it was completely disconnected from the rest of like the mystery and the information we had discovered. Uh and then like it just ends super open ended where the villain gets away and the family's like, Welp, I guess we we just go back to like living our lives now. Uh, you know, yeah. we were we were almost done with the mystery anyway. Like, I don't know. It's a it's a weird ending. Yeah, it is uh an unfortunate ending, I would say, but again, the 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 majority of the game was very, very enjoyable to play. Um, yeah. it's, I guess, I guess it comes down to, like, the question of, like, does the ending, like, retroactively make the rest of the game worse? And yeah. I think, I think that's kind of, like, that's a your mileage may vary thing. Who knows? Yeah, and it's, it's rough because, like, mystery games in particular are maybe the genre that most depends on their ending. Yeah. Yep. Right? Because that's the mystery reveal, so. Yeah, that's, what like, been the... working up to. That's the whole reason you play it. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Too bad. I would, yeah, I would still recommend this one, I think. Like, just yeah. based on the merits of, of, like, the art and the, um, you the know, dialogue the, and the, the, the voice, voice acting, acting and, the and the writing that is not related to the actual reveal. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. You know, no such yeah. thing as a perfect game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's unfortunate because I think, like, this would have been, like, a really stellar A-plus game if they had just stuck the landing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I actually had a... Fr the, one of the friends who originally talked to me about this game said, like, you know, it's a game that I enjoyed a lot but i don't know if i can in good conscience recommend because the ending is bad gotcha um, yeah and it's like that's like a real you know that's a real caveat there yep that's a big big asterisk 100 percent. um but yeah I, as you said like overall i had a good time playing the game like i don't regret the time i spent with it yeah so it's tough to call it's tough to call. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is a, this, this one, you know, you're on your own. <laughs> you got to make the decision. We're not going to make it for you. Yep. Although if, if you've listened to this whole episode, there's not much point in playing yeah, it probably. I, I mean, you can still play it to just like hear the fun witty dialogue and see the fun animations and the cool art. And, and there's stuff, puzzles. But... Yeah, there's puzzles. Yeah, there's little puzzles where you move stuff around and connect lines and... You, there's one logic puzzle with paintbrushes where you gotta like 
say, okay, this one goes in this spot. You know, like the there, it's one of those like you know, there is no blue house next to a red house. Like the first house on the block is like a yellow house. Yeah, I love you know. those. I was that was like my jam in like early high school. Like that was my favorite kind of puzzle. See, my problem What's is your like favorite puzzle. I don't know if I had a favorite puzzle, but the, those specific types of logic puzzles, I never liked because I can't keep track of all the information with when it's written down. But the paintbrush one, because it was done in a way that's visual, mm. was actually like pretty easy. But I will say I got tripped up on puzzles sometimes because I didn't know that I'd gotten it right because I forgot oh. that you have to click the lock or whatever yeah. to like yeah. basically to like just... check your work. Yeah, it doesn't just, and that's kind of a good thing to keep you from spamming answers but it yeah yes. it requires you to press a button to verify your solution um yeah which, which is yeah, like I, up in I the got... corner <laughs> oh one really nice thing they do actually is um every time you verify a solution that's incorrect they give you an increasingly specific hint um yes so it's like the more you fail at it the more they just like lead you by the nose of like no this is what you should be looking at um, yeah, and a lot of them I got on the first try. The one, the freaking clock puzzle where you have to rotate the hands to like be like the you know three, six, nine, twelve thing. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I just could not spot that they were numbers for like the longest oh, yeah. time. And then once I... I did spot that they were numbers, I didn't realize like oh, you have to match them to the clock face positions. Yeah, I brute forced that because I didn't understand it. <laughs> Damn, that's an impressive brute force, too. Yeah, that one's rough. Um, yeah. Favorite puzzle? My favorite I... was the treasure chest, where you're like... Oh, with the map? It shows a picture from an island. Yeah. Well, I had a rough time with that one. I, I got all the hints, and it still took me a while to kind of figure out what they were getting at. I did eventually get it, but like, yeah, that one, that one was tough for me. Um, I think it's probably one of the like simple baby puzzles of like just look at these pictures and like arrange them in a way that uh, that makes sense. Like, I really liked the one, the jeweled egg one, where it's like, okay, like these things are connected by lines, and you have to match like which lines are which. And just see, you know, which two jewels, which, like, it's not a hard puzzle, but I find something very satisfying about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I liked the one with the, um, the birds in the, if it, was it like a cuckoo Ooh, clock? Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. I like yeah. that one a lot. Where you have to, like, basically form a family tree out of these birds by, like, combining their traits. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Yeah, a lot of... A lot of really conceptually, like, I, I thought that the map, treasure chest map puzzle was conceptually really cool, but the, it was, like, a little too involved to be intuitive, but yeah. still a, 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 an interesting puzzle. Like, yeah, I don't know. The puzzles are all pretty simple, but a lot of them do yeah, some interesting satisfying. stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and they kind of, like, a lot of them, they just kind of leave you to figure out what the rules are. Uh, unless yeah. you, like, fail it once or twice. <laughs> Which, there is know. also um, a, a pretty... A, a very helpful hint system for if you get stuck. It'll basically... Like, if you go into, like, your case files or your map or something, there's, like, a little 
I think it's a light bulb that you click on, and it'll just like give you a very, very obvious hint, which I used like once or twice oh, when I, I forgot about that. What? Yeah. What, like, what sort of things do they do they tell you? It'll basically t like the the one time I remember using it um, because I was actually stuck was with the the sounds puzzle, and it'll tell you like oh, because the one that I couldn't find was the bird because the bird is in a bird bath at the very first screen that yeah. you show up on in the island, and I like had completely forgotten about that. Yeah, um, the only so reason I remember says... that is when you first click on those birds, they whistle a little tune, and he says, like, oh, they're whistling a little tune, and the tune, word tune, is in a different color. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to remember this melody at some point. Yeah, and I think I had taken too long of a break in between mm, starting fair. the game and, and getting to that point that I just, that I had completely forgotten about that. But it'll it basically says, like, I think there's some birds by the dock. Because I w my dumb ass was like, well, my actually not dumb, my completely logical ass was like, oh, well, there's a lot of birds in one specific room in the house, so I must need to go there. Um, oh, yeah, fair in the aviary. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Looking for a yeah. bird in an aviary? How dare you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it basically will just tell you from what I gathered, it'll just kind of tell you where you need to go. Um, yeah, that's nice so. because they they don't have any other good way of uh like <laughs> getting you past the I can't didn't find the thing I'm supposed to click on um yeah. uh block. So it's good that they have that system there. I had kind of forgotten yeah. about it, but yeah, they do. I yeah. didn't and know that existed. Yeah. I don't remember. I think I think they tell you about it in some way, like, at the very, yeah, very like, beginning. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's real early on, so it'd be easy yeah. to forget. Yeah. And it's not, like, an obvious right staring you in the... Like, it's up in a corner, like, you go into a menu and it's up in a corner and it's out yeah. of the way. So, you know, it makes sense to not even notice it, really, if you have forgotten about that being yeah. told that it exists. So... Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's a pretty good solution. I was trying to think of, like, what would be a good solution to the, like, I can't find the pixel hunt thing. And I was thinking, like, oh, you could, like, have a system of, like, check marks on, like, the map pages of, like, have you found everything that's here? But I, I think actually just having the, like, hint book when you get stuck is probably the better solution. The one thing I would have maybe done to change it would would be to make it like diegetic and maybe sally could point you in the right direction yeah but i don't know if that would necessarily make more sense or if that would be like too too much meta knowledge for her to have yeah just to say oh maybe we should take another look at this room i don't know yeah i mean she already does those sort of things i guess she yeah. does a couple times yeah hmm yeah Anyway, it's anyway, a yeah. It's a cute game. It has good characters. It has good art. Um, good voice acting. Good writing. It's just the ending. That's yep. That's unfortunate. Well, I guess I mean if this game was significantly better than the last one, then maybe the next one will actually stick the landing if they make another one. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I you know I liked it enough that I'd be willing to give them another chance with the next one. Yeah. Right? Like I'd I be agree. like, oh, they play they they released another Detective Grimoire. I'll play that. Um 
So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna go back and play the last one, but I would play a future one. Yeah. So. And the last one is like it's very similar. Um I don't remember I don't think Sally is in it. Um but it is very I was looking similar, at it, like Yeah, I was look actually looking at her character. She like works at a gift shop in the swamp and then she somehow uh, becomes your your sidekick in this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's got like like fewer locations, fewer characters and like the mystery is less interesting. But it's the same kind of basic format of like going around and finding people and talking to them about stuff and you know like assembling sentences and clicking on parts of screens to find the like hidden you know thing and playing little mini games to unlock stuff like you know it's the same basic formula it's just it's not quite you know pol as polished and it's not quite turned up as high yeah in, on the dial as this one yeah definitely Apologies for the fact that I'm like continuously clearing my throat. By the way, I got some some kind of weird phlegm going on. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's fair. What are you gonna do? Sometimes that happens when um, you are up on a. Sometimes dark it does morning. happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any last thoughts? I guess on uh, on Tangle Tower. Not, not really. I think I've talked. It. Not really. Yeah, I think we've said what we have to say. Um, so yeah, Pos positive experience overall, I would say. Yeah, despite the I think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, so... I'm willing to forgive a lot of the ending just because <laughs> the rest of it was fine. Yeah, that is absolutely fair. Um, you know, I always pull up notes and then I always like accidentally like lose the tab or um like That's navigate fine. away from it when i'm googling something else um but the game I, we're gonna I play next okay you got is it. stonefly um uh stonefly is created by uh flight school studio um which is the uh studio that did creature in the well which is honestly most of what we know about this game <laughs> If you'll recall, uh, we, and in particular me and Kelso, really enjoyed Creature in the Well a yes. lot. And so kind of on the strength of that, uh, we're, we want to play Stonefly, which is their next game. It seems to be a game where you have like little mini like insect mechs and you're exploring like a tiny world, like in Grounded, um, some kind of action game. It has the same like super fantastic art style as uh as Creature in the Well did, maybe just mm -hmm. like a little bit like slightly modified in certain ways, but for the most part very similar. Yes. Um and yeah, like that's it. That's all we got. <laughs> yep. Sometimes yeah, you just you got to go on the strength of what you know about the last game and hope that this is going to be a good one. I don't know. Yeah. I like the idea and... of tiny, tiny bug mechs. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, we're definitely going to take at least three weeks to play this. Um, because, you know, it's it'll be New Year's in two weeks. Yeah. Um, but maybe longer if we need it. We'll see. Supposedly, it's like an eight to ten hour game, but also it's holidays for the next few weeks. So people have like plans and are doing stuff. So you know, hopefully we get to it in three weeks. 
Um, if not, you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the thing to do for the next uh, few weeks if you would like to play along with us. Uh, and, like, if you want, if you play it and really like it, you can come and be a guest on the show and talk about it with us. Yeah, super good. Definitely do that if you want. We like having guests, and we haven't had a guest in a little while. It's been a little while. Yeah. And you can uh, you can find us to do so via, like, our social medias, such as the Discord, uh, where we discuss this. I wish there was an easier way to link to discords that we could just like plug at the end of this, yeah. uh, the pod. Um, I know. That's the big problem with discord is like, you actually need the stupid link. Yes. Read out the link. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Cause that yeah, would require not... me to find it. Um, yeah. And also it, they expire over time and like have limits and stuff. And yeah. Um, but yeah, for now, while it still exists, you can theoretically find this link on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. I know I know things are turbulent with Twitter, but I also don't expect it to just go away completely. So yeah. I think I think Twitter is probably gonna be a safe bet for now. Yeah. Uh yeah. But Kelso, what is the Twitter for the podcast? The Twitter for the podcast is at Feedback Force, which is where you can find links to episodes and like the games that we're playing we'll put a little bit of information about that and of course yes the discord link that's the big thing is the discord link that's where that's at um and then you can also follow me on twitter at kelso time bomb not a lot going on there but hey what are you gonna do maybe we should put it in the description of our soundcloud page because <clears throat> that's where we're hosting all of this anyway i have thought about doing that but I I feel like SoundCloud has a lot of issues with, like, spam accounts. Um, like, even just mentioning the word SoundCloud, um, like, on a Twitter post will have a bunch of people replying to that tweet and a lot of, like, spam reviews and stuff on SoundCloud. So I'm hesitant to do that just because of that reason. I don't want the Discord to get, like, inundated with weird shit. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Anyway... Uh, if you want to find me specifically on Twitter while Twitter still exists, uh, it's at, <clears throat> again, excuse me, uh, it's at Kyla underscore go. Um, I am also, uh, Kyla Gorman Fury on, uh, Instagram, um, where you can go if you would like to see pictures of my gecko, Escher. He has, I recently replanted his tank with a little Chinese evergreen. And he is taken to sleeping, curled up in one of its leaves, so it partially folds over him, and it is incredibly adorable. Oh. Um, so there will be pictures of that, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. Um, I'm a little behind in my photo posting, but... Uh, that's fair. Yeah. That's yeah, uh, yeah. So that's where you can go. Yeah, and I'm Carl, and if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at skug 3 Nice. And that's it. That's Skug with two G's. Skug with two G's. And a K. And an S. <laughs> and a U. <laughs> Not in that order. <laughs> yeah. Look, we've just given you a puzzle to solve. You have to solve the puzzle in order to go to in order to go to Carl's Twitter. Um, yep. Yeah. 
I think that's it. I think we've done a podcast. And uh, yep. yeah, thanks we'll for listening. We'll see you after the holidays uh, and hope you have uh, some good ones. Whichever yeah. ones of them you do or do not celebrate. Yeah. I hope you have a good end of your time. Yes. That sounds and ominous. The, 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 time, for, time for the dad joke. <laughs> we'll see you next year. <laughs> uh, I'll see myself out. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. 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 Bye.